Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. Jake Marsing, Ryan Green, coming Hello. to you live once again uh, from the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center. It's like home. It's like home sweet home <laughs> on a gorgeous Thursday afternoon. You should be getting this by Thursday late evening or Friday. Uh, either way, lots of interesting stuff going on out here at the uh, headquarters of the world champion Denver Broncos as they get set, Ryan Green, to take on the Atlanta Falcons, the yep. high-flying, fast-moving offense yeah. of the Atlanta Falcons. Ryan and I are going to break it down, uh, break this game down, preview everything, every matchup, everything you want to know about this Atlanta Falcons team and what the Broncos have to do to beat them on episode four of the Broncos Blitz. Ryan, let's start with the obvious elephant in the room. Julio Sylvester Frick- Oh. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> no, Sly, Sly right. yeah. yeah. Julio Frickin' Jones. Let's talk uh, about Julio Frickin' Jones. Uh, yesterday in the locker room, some of the defensive backs uh, for the Broncos were talking, some of the, well, not just defensive backs, some defensive players were talking about how they felt maybe some of those 300 receiving yards that Julio Jones came up with last weekend, maybe a little bit cheap. Wade Phillips, however, comes in today and says, you know what, that's absolutely not the case. This guy is legit. This team is legit. The Ryan-Jones combo might just be the best quarterback-receiver combo in the league. Ryan Green, tell me, which is it? Are the Atlanta Falcons uh, passing yards in this offense, is it legitimate? Should it be a serious concern for this Broncos defense? The truth is always somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. Uh, so, look, it, if, if you're not a Julio Jones caliber receiver, it will be very hard for you to get 300 yards receiving. If you are a good defense you are probably not going to give up 300 yards to one receiver. You may make a change or something, or you may have better defensive players. But the fact is, is that Julio Jones, when he's on against a bad secondary, he is capable of 12 receptions and 300 yards. Unfortunately for him this week, he's not playing a bad secondary. I think he still gets some numbers. I My guess was more of the seven receptions, 90 to 110 yards, maybe a touchdown. Uh, you, you're not going to stop him completely because he's just an elite wide receiver. You, you, he's just going to get his. But if you hold the you know the high flying Falcons offense to half of what they did, you're going to win. Yeah, that Falcons offense right now really moving on all, on uh, all cylinders on set. Uh, excuse me, set in a lot of ways to uh, to break some of those Broncos passing records. The Peyton Manning 2013 season. They're they, they are they're on, on pace, track for that. They're on pace to beat them by two points at the moment. If they yeah. keep scoring, I think they're scoring 38 points a game. 28 or, 20, or 38 points a game. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, if they keep doing that, they will beat the Broncos record by two points. Yeah, they are a very, very good offensive football team. Kyle Shanahan, obviously the son of former Broncos head coach Mike Shanahan, uh, mm-hmm. worked under Gary Kubiak in Houston. Uh, Kyle's got that team rolling on all cylinders offensively. Uh, Jacob Tammy, Von Miller even mentioned it today. Jacob Tammy looks to be pretty, <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty vintage. Jacob Tammy, vintage as best Jacob as he, whatever level that, that is. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what that means either. Oh, whatever level that is, I think he's really set. Ha- had a good year, and Kyle Shanahan setting himself up right now to be a head coaching candidate at the end of this season. But Ryan, for me, the I honestly lean a little bit more in the direction that that it's that this offense is not as good 
as uh, as the numbers might suggest. It's still extremely early in the season. They have not played, like I think you mentioned, they haven't played a defense quite like this Broncos defense. Right. They've played the NFC South. So yeah. Saints, Buccaneers, Panthers. And it's, you know, it, it, it still, you have to score points, and it's it's a credit to them to still be scoring 38 points. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the Packers last year rolled into Denver at 6-0 and with a really good offense, and look what happened to Aaron Rodgers. So uh, it's it's always going to be different, obviously, with different teams, and I, I truly think you're going to see a very run-focused Falcons offense. Yeah. If they're going to see any uh, defensive weakness for the Broncos, I think that's statistically what they what they would see. Um, but here's, here's the problem with that. Here's the issue I have with that. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I do oh, mean to fine. interrupt you. Um <laughs> The problem I have with that is that that's just not what the Falcons are. The Falcons are, have talent at running back, but they're a pass-first football team. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. I don't think you get. I think it's always a bad thing to get away from your tendencies. That's yeah. So oh, if they were true. if they were to come into this game and r- try and run the football, first of all, I don't think it would go that great. Second <laughs> of all, I think it gets you away from your tendency. Sorry. I get that, and but you know it's just. We'll have to see how confident they feel. I mean, Devontae Freeman is averaging just under six yards a carry at the moment. Yeah. Um, and that's that's very, very good. Um, they're not going to give him only 13 carries, I don't think. Like, I think they want him to get the ball a lot this game, and I think they want to control the clock as much as their high-powered offense is. You know, if you control the clock, you control time of possession, you're probably going to win the game. Um, but... But, yeah, again, like you said, if, if you're going to pass against the Broncos' defense, they better be prepared to the repercussions. These are the, this is the best secondary they will face probably this year, and it'll just be interesting to see how much the Falcons test the Broncos' secondary. So we've talked a lot about Broncos' defense, Falcons' offense, which is the sexy matchup right. in this game, but I don't think it's the one that's going to ultimately determine the outcome here. Okay. I flip sides of the field. I think that Falcons defense, Ryan, is a friggin' sieve. 29th in scoring defense, 30th in total defense, 31st against the pass. Giving the Raiders a run for their money. They They are not just a bad defense. They may be a historically bad defense, especially when you consider how good they are on the offensive side. It's such a contrast. But there are still options for them on the defensive side, but I think that they are really going to be overmatched against a Broncos offense that comes in with a lot of playmakers. The two outside guys plus C.J. Anderson. We haven't even talked about this quarterback situation that's gone on all week yet. I think that's the only downside that the Broncos could face on Sunday is if you start Trevor Simeon and he is maybe 75%. He's a little hesitant on his throws. He's, he doesn't have as much power on his throws. Then you could see the Broncos offense. I don't know if they're going to struggle. They're just not going to do what you know what we think they should be capable of against yeah. this defense. And But I think you would see the same thing with Paxton Lynch. He's a rookie, so he, you know they'll probably throw a lot of stuff at him. So these are all hypotheticals. Yeah. I truly think this will probably be a 30-point game for the Broncos on offense. Um, and again, any week that you don't have to rely on this defense to win the game on the last drive or the last possession is a good week for the Broncos. I think that this Broncos offense is going to have plenty of opportunities, whether Trevor Simeon plays or not, which we can dive into that a little bit more and exactly what you think the Broncos should do. 
Trevor Simeon, obviously, you know, dealing with that injury uh, that he's got the AC, mm-hmm. the, the sprained AC joint. He did not practice Wednesday. Practiced today. We'll see how he looks on Friday. Uh, keep up with me on Twitter at Jake D. Marsing, Ryan at rgreen5280 for all that. Uh, but either way, if you go with Lynch or Simeon, I just think there are too many playmakers on that Broncos offense for that defense that it just that's just looked awful. And I asked Dan Quinn on Wednesday during his conference call with the Denver media exactly what the points of emphasis are to try and fix that defense. And the things he brought up to me were tackling and limiting explosive plays. The Broncos have... Their running back, first of all, is one of the hardest running backs to tackle in pro football. Right. And they've got two outside receivers who are who are capable of putting up some really explosive plays at any given moment. So whether you decide to start Lynch or you go with Simeon if he's healthy, which we'll, we'll dive into that in a second, but I think that that defense is just going to be overmatched, and I think that's ultimately going to be the deciding factor in this game. Right, and I, I agree with that. And I think I think C.J. Anderson has a big game. One, because of the defense he's playing, yeah. and two... The Broncos want him to have a big game. They, 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 they've mentioned how much the running game has struggled lately, and I really think that when you look at this defense, this kind of matchup, this is the this is the week where you want to get things going. Maybe start a little momentum in the running game. You know, get all the confidence back in the offensive linemen and in CJ seeing the hole and all that stuff. So I expect CJ to have twenty plus carries, uh, but I still expect whoever is going to be quarterback to throw over two hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, they, you're right. They are really desperate to try and get the running game going again, which has really struggled since Donald Stevenson without when without yeah. with an injury. And we've talked about Ty Sambrilo. He's he's just not up to speed yet. And that's kind of. I like just, Ty. Yeah, I like Ty. A lot. Oh no, I'm not, again. I'm not taking away I, from his talent. I just think at the moment where his injury was coming in, and all of a sudden yeah. you're you're in, he's, he's never just not played, up to speed. And we've talked about that. He's yeah. never played right tackle before. Mm-hmm. I I think that they have a ton of opportunities in front of them on the offensive side to capitalize on against this defense, and I think they will. But let's dive into this now. This quarterback thing, right? It, it's not exactly a quarterback controversy yet. I right. was really reluctant to use that term earlier in the week because I don't think it is. This is Trevor Simeon's job, and it's his team, and it's his locker room. Right. But, big fat but, <sighs> if he can't play, which I kind of doubt that now. He, he threw today, he was limited, did some 7-on-7 seven seven stuff, but... If he can't throw, or if he's ineffective earlier in the game and Paxton Lynch has to come in and he plays well, then we have to have that conversation. I think Paxton Lynch is a superior prospect at quarterback to Trevor uh, Simeon, like as a talent. Yeah. Um, I don't know of anyone who would disagree with that. Yeah, but that doesn't Unless mean... Unless Trevor Simeon's parents. But. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I like Trevor as much as... You know, as much, you know, what as I give him for his answers on the podium every week. One day at a time. He, he had he had three one day at a times in yeah. the first three questions. It was pretty wild. Three one day at a times in the first 38 seconds of his press conference. And then I think there were two more day by days. And it he, he's a cliche machine, so that bugs me. But on the field, he has the command of that locker room, the command of that of the huddle. This team wants him to be their quarterback. But you can't deny Lynch's talent. And if he were to play exceptionally well or even very well with Simeon absent, you're going to have a lot of people in this town who see that and will clamor for Paxton Lynch to be the guy. 
And I think rightfully so. I, I, I think when you look at Paxton Lynch, who they say isn't ready, especially verbiage-wise, and you look at Trevor Simeon, you're, at the moment we're going through a learning curve to get to another learning curve. Yeah. And so I, I understand it. Trevor Simeon was the option at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I don't think the Broncos would be 4-0 without Trevor Simeon as the starter. Mm. But at the... At the same time, I don't, against Panthers, I mean, I think... I, think, I think they could be like a 3-1, 2-2. Um, two two but, yeah, yeah, they're not going to be 1-3 and three or 0-4. Oh but yeah. at, at the same time, it's, you know, if Paxton goes out... I, I mean, I think he has to have a really good game to take Trevor's job away from him. Uh, I think if you see if you yeah. see three touchdowns, I think you get a conversation started. Yeah. If you see four, then you really start thinking, you know what? Why don't you just leave the kid in? Well, I don't. I don't really know if that's like that sounds weird to me. That's always my test, right? When you say something out loud, how does it sound? <laughs> and Trevor Simeon losing his job sounds weird to my ear. It just yeah. hits my ear funny. Uh, I had somebody on Twitter today. I think it was somebody with one of the fan sites. Uh, Come say because somebody put out a video of Trevor throwing today and said, "Oh, that doesn't look like a guy who's ready to start on Sunday." And I was like, "Dude, it's warm-ups. If you can't tell, yeah. you can tell nothing." Here's why they let the media view the first 15 minutes of practice because you can tell absolutely nothing, nothing exactly. from the first 15 minutes of practice. So, and, and look, if if you watch that video and you're a Trevor Simeon fan, you go, "Oh, he looks healthy." Yeah. He if you're a fine. Paxton Lynch fan, you go, "Ooh, I don't know. Maybe I, we should give him a week." I will say he looked fine. Some of his balls were a little bit high. Some of his passes, excuse me, were a little bit high. I got to be careful on that <laughs> yeah, one. Now. You're already in trouble. With I that know. Uh, yeah, check my Twitter again yeah. if you want to figure out that. Uh, but. Look, I think that ultimately this will be something that the Broncos have to deal with until Paxton Lynch becomes the guy or if they move one of those two guys. Because this this it will be an underling, kind of an under-the-current storyline from now until training camp next year. Right. When does Paxton Lynch really get his shot? And you talk to some people in that media room. You talk to Troy Rank. He says, no, not this year. But there are guys like... Uh, the fancy salami who will say now, yesterday, the the, right. the day it should have happened. Yeah, I, I think both of us fall somewhere in the middle, recognizing ultimately that this is Trevor's job until he loses uh, it. Yeah, until that happens, which he didn't lose. Right. I don't think injury you can really lose this job to. Right well, now. but here's the thing: this is Trevor's second shoulder injury in almost a month. He tried to tackle Eric Reed, you know, in in his pick six against the 49ers in the preseason. And now it's the other shoulder. What if he gets hurt? And, I mean, the Falcons know his shoulder is sore. Uh, so I bet they go after him. I don't think they're going to try and hurt him, but yeah. they know it's sore. His His durability is really a question. So it's not, when are you going to bench Trevor? I don't think I don't think Trevor gets benched this year unless they go on one hell of a losing streak. And it I would take a happening. lot. Yeah, but as we've seen, he I'm, I don't want to say injury prone, but so far his you know he just doesn't seem to have he he's just gotten hurt, and so if if that keeps up in his shoulder, it becomes a nagging, lingering injury. Then I think that's when the Paxton talks happen. But if he goes out, he's fine. The shoulder's not a question, you know, I, I mean, think of it, if, if this happened next week, yeah. you know, the game is tonight. I don't know if Trevor would play. Um, so it's, and it's be on the road. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just something to pay attention to. But I think we're both on the same page that if he's healthy, if he's not screwing up, this is Trevor's team. 
Yeah, and and that's the way the vibe is in the locker room. He is he's the guy. He's the it guy. They building. love him, man. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and get out of here for okay. for Thursday. We won't pick the Falcons game now. You'll have to come back tomorrow to 5280sportsnetwork.com when we look yeah. at every... We weren't one-sided in this conversation. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when we look at every single game on the NFL calendar tomorrow, we will play some Who You Got. But for now, and for everybody, well, mostly just Ryan Green and myself yeah. at 5280sportsnetwork.com. He's Ryan Green. I'm Jake Marsing. Between now and then, don't do anything I wouldn't do.